Good morning, America. This is Jerry Rhodes coming to you from Chicago, Illinois. Today, the topic is America weak and leading from behind China, Russia, and Iran. Or Iran, however you want to pronounce that. My thoughts uh, I'm going to express on on each podcast and then get into some of the details where I've written a script and then have recorded it with an app. But to personalize it, I'm thinking I'm going to go back and make my comments before I trigger those. Um, America, is it weak, bleeding from behind? A good example, I think, is what we're facing now with uh, the war with uh, or between Russia and Ukraine. Uh, in that particular instance, uh, I think America is being, American leadership is being tested. America's defense, our Department of Defense, is being tested as it was in Afghanistan. And I might point out we lost. And in this particular position that we're taking now of leading from behind uh, is allowing Putin and Russia to accomplish the goal of taking over Ukraine first and then expanding their land grabs uh, that they had at one time to the old USSR. Uh, It's kind of uh, a remembrance of how Caesar uh, was land grabbing and, and behind his back and in Rome, the Senate was contriving to assassinate uh, their leader. And this also supposedly happened in Germany to uh, uh, Hitler. So if the leader is out um, exercising land grab on the basis of military strength, then that leader is weak uh, at home. And I think that's the situation with Russia, is their leader is out grabbing land, uh, expending probably resources they don't have other than their position with with uh, oil, um, and eventually will run out of gas, uh, realistically because their army cannot take the losses, nor can they fund the the gains. Where does that put um, President Putin? Well, it puts him behind the eight ball. And I think Ukraine is is the domino that is being ravaged. And the infrastructure is going to be completely gone unless uh, he is stopped. Well, like Caesar, I guess his uh, his government assembly could uh, plot to assassinate Putin. It didn't work with Hitler because they never got it done. And would that solve the problem with uh, Russia doing what they're doing? Well, God knows. Only God knows, and and we may never know because it may not happen. 
So what am I saying is our leadership, I believe, needs to be uh, making the, the decisions uh, in relation to the threat. I mean, he threatens use of nuclear or chemical weapons. And he's tried that once before in Syria. And Trump told, told when he said, I have, I, I have, I can push the button. Trump says, I have a bigger button. So, you know, what is the right way to conduct this particular threat? Um, because it shut Putin down in Syria. Um, and I'm not suggesting that this would even result, because I don't believe it would, in a third world war. I think the odds are on Ukraine's side. NATO, that's only my opinion, if they would have taken them into membership when they should have, which is before Putin had all of his resources ganged around the border, it would have said to Putin, I don't have enough strength to do this. But he was allowed to do it. America acquiesced. Uh, NATO always kind of was led by what America would do because of the strength of our military and our weapons. Well, NATO backed off, said uh, Ukraine's not a member, and therefore we will not protect them. You have to be a member to be protected. Okay, well, what about Finland? What about Switzerland and Norway and those other countries that are going to approach you and you will then take them into membership? Is this going to trigger Putin to go there? Or will he go to the Baltics? Or will he focus in on what he's done in Georgia and the Crimea and, Crimea and now Ukraine? Well, that's, that's the $80 trillion question, isn't it? Right now, the decision maker in Washington, D.C., our leadership has connections in the form of President, Vice, it was Vice President uh, Biden and his son Hunter have these underlying allegations that are called conspiracy theories, which in effect, I, I doubt if they are. Um, I could speculate, but I think it smells of that and that we are leading from behind. We're hoping that Ukraine, even though it will be totally raped, can live through the takeover. And no one knows how long um, Ukraine can hold out. And if they do win, what is that, where does that put Putin? Right back to where he was? No, I don't think so. I think he, kn he knows what he has to do and has China's backing. And the other partner in that trilogy, Trisom is Trifecto, or whatever you call it, is Iran. Because Russia and Iran want to want to be the head of OPEC. They want to control the oil for the world. And America is giving up their independence. And so that's where they're focusing 
their moves, Russia, Iran, and China, is also uh, one of the largest users of OPEC and or Russia energy. So we, we are con conspiring our own fate by saying, oh, well, we're going back into the Paris Accord, where we're going to honor the NATO um, Section 4 or 5, whatever it is, and we're going to hope that Putin loses the start of the Third War. I don't know how you could say it's not, because that's his move. It's the same as Hitler. You know, we're, we're acting just like London did when they sent in Chamberlain. He thought he could sign a peace agreement with, with Hitler, and Hitler was always already invading Czechoslovakia. And the same is true here. We didn't think we, our leadership failed to recognize the fact that when Putin put his troops around Ukraine, that we had to go to NATO and said, give them membership. That was before he even got the threat from Putin. And then once they started to move in, get a no-fly zone established and a ceasefire, it would have put Putin back on his heels rather than letting him get away with the takeover. And if he doesn't get the whole country of Ukraine, he will certainly get the borders. The, the, the borders that are on his Russian borders. And NATO, of course, making it worse, said that Ukraine would never be get a membership trying to absolve that reason that Putin gave for taking over Ukraine. This is just my opinion. But I think our leadership, when we say are leading from behind, are acquiescing to these confrontations, which are going to continue. Afghanistan was just the start. It was, it was horrible decision-making. We have to, America has to have a Department of Offense. We can no longer call our uh, a Department of Defense when all we're doing is building weapons of mass destruction we hope we don't have to use and then give them to Ukraine to use. Uh, it, it doesn't make any sense. There is no common sense in, in political policies these days. It doesn't even consider the fact that we can't afford this. We're, we're spent out. We've been spent out now for 50 years trying to fund these, these escapades and these bills that make no sense at all. Giveaways. We've given away the store. Uh, we, 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 we borrowed way over the cliff to keep extending the, the debt limit. Well, there is no limit anymore. If you keep extending it, there isn't a, a limit. Well, you know, there is a limit to what any organization or entity can afford. When they can't afford it and they can't pay for it, then they usually disappear, the, the, uh, as did Rome. And as did other great, the Great Britain and, and other great societies usually cycle out in 200 years because of the mistakes that they make. And uh, 
yeah, from from a what a Department of Offense would do in this situation is what I was just saying is before it starts, they set the rules. Ukraine is a member of NATO, and the NATO countries are here to defend Ukraine. And we would have had Ukraine in the NATO, and Putin would be back on his heels in Moscow. But it's too late. It's too late on, on what we should have done in Afghanistan. Never closed that airport. Never stopped supporting whatever military there was in Afghanistan until they had established a rule of law um, government of which we spent thousands of lives and many legs and arms and and heads of families invested in that, and we walked away from it like we were weak. We were we demonstrated weakness there. We're demonstrating weakness in Ukraine, and that weakness will eventually take us, if not into a World War III, it will continue to take uh, away from what America has been shifting to the Asian countries, which is our manufacturing, our supply lines, our pharmaceuticals, our computers, our cell phones, automobiles, and uh, the shift of wealth is gonna is catching up with this. Because now what this has done for internally um, and domestically is is started inflation, started with policies made by the current administration in energy, food, uh, all the all, all the pharmaceuticals. Uh, it probably resulted in a pandemic with China somehow, some way. That lab in Wuhan letting out the the uh, virus, uh, which which is a um, chemical weapon, and they now realize what they can do with that. So. Listeners, all I am is one voice. I'm just saying that these decisions that are being made uh, from behind and not on an offensive strategy are going to take us down the tube of failure. And so I'm going to keep expressing these these thoughts. The American Enterprise Party uh, is a swing vote to bring to unite America again. Take a divided America right now, the right and the left, the red and the blue, conservative and liberal, and united again on an offensive strategy. Well, what would be an offensive strategy that we lead from in front? Our strength, take our strength, which is creativity and ideas and technology and yes we do have wealth but it's not based upon what it used to be it isn't based upon gold or or uh, silver or rare metals or or it's just based upon uh, Facebook and Instagram and, and Amazon all service companies they're distributors they aren't the originators or the manufacturers, that's all been, most of it shipped overseas. 
So we need to go on the offense again, which we were, and not give away this the store. And uh, the start, of course, is to have a a party or a team. I'm starting to call this team. The two two teams. There needs to be a third team that is the swing vote to pull the extremes towards the middle. That's the American Enterprise Party. So you can get more of my uh, writings in my books. You can find those on www.jerryrhodesauthor.com, R-H-O-A-D-S. And I have the trilogy on the American Enterprise Party, which is an update of a book I wrote and started in 1991 and finished in 2012. And now these new editions are coming out in 2021 and 2022. Um, the first volume is on why do we need a swing vote or why must we have one? Volume two is... How do you do that? You'd have to do a quasi-reorganization of, of our institutions into an enterprise approach. And volume three is who's going to do this? And I say it's the enterprising Americans. There's two or 300 million of us that are risk takers and the money makers for the world. And they've turned us into the consumers. So let's kind of turn that around and go on the offensive. That's my message today. Thank you. Is a divided America weak in leading from behind China, Russia and Iran? First of all is America divided and weakened like I'm going to assert? So, before I take off on a tirade on why America is divided and weak, let's review where we the many think we are strong or weak as a nation. Answer these the best you can with a yes or no. Then count your whys and ends for a total score. There are 23 categories to score. In my count weak is defined by over half of the 23 as no's, strong as anything you want to make of the role of money ticks and partisan politics. Is it the stock market? Is it our leaders? Is it our liquidity? Is it our crime rate in the cities? Is it our graduation rate from high school? Is it college debt? Is it our Congress? Is it our foreign affairs? Is it our taxing system? Is it our education system? Is it our health care system for all? Is it our social security system? Is it our commitment to the Paris Accord or is it our own ozone level? Is it our forestry system? Or is it our agriculture? Is it our stand on abortion? Is it our two-party system? Is it our constitution? Or bill of rights? Or rules for impeaching a president or governor? Is it accountability in our 24 different federal agencies or our 1,200 state redundant regulatory agencies? Is it our standing in the world on nuclear power and climate change? And lastly, is it our economy? Well, my answer would be no to most of these, and never a yes on our financial condition. And there is truly disagreement, based on partisan politics, on a yes or no, depending on who you voted for. Confucius says chase two rabbits and you will catch neither impose a hunter and the rabbits are going to hide and blame hunter for everything. My quote? No, President Biden isn't the blame for every no, but surely isn't providing many yeses either. Would Trump or Musk be better? Can they lead us back into solvency, and winning the trade war that has replaced a Putin war? Yes, however, in this mess that has evolved through 46 presidencies, and many successes, needs a third-party option that in fact, allows the independent swing vote to have a say, about an alternative plan with funded policies and accountability for making a profit. 
in the words of Pogo I looked for the problem and the problem is us. The underlying answer to our obvious problems is calling them issues. Between who, the McCoys and the Hatfields or maybe the right and the left, or conservative and liberal, or maybe red and blue, or Republicans and Democrats who will never agree on any or all of the above. Thereby dividing us into two tribes fighting for control of the American dream. When a divided America can rise up and take the lead in front, not from behind. The adage of the golden rule is those with the gold shall rule. And they are. To them, it isn't about America it's about getting the middle class of the citizens to split their vote for weak leadership, that makes America weak. If there are ties, gridlock or a pandemic, our two-party system fails us, with corrupt political ads and policies made and never kept nor do we even keep track of results. It hurts those voters in the middle that aren't corrupt in their vision of why capitalism and socialism are working together. Collectively and individually, as enterprising Americans they share in the profits of their employers, patriotically and ethically in a colorless free market enterprise called laissez-faire founded on humanism. We do have third-party tribes, as well, that attack our current system and fail to get enough votes to change America from weak to strong as we have always been. We did win two wars and now are running from a third. Some say it is strictly our new administration and that will change in November 2022 and others who thought and voted for a party that would pull us together as a team that won two wars. However, that didn't happen and it's not working. A winning team is not divided into two tribes. They have a strong cohesive offense and a strong and conclusive defense. Divided America is neither. China realizes this weakness and has sights on becoming the hegemon in the Game of Thrones. Taiwan, Hong Kong and Africa are in their sights. Putin has his sights on the resurrection of the USSR so they and Iran become the leaders of OPEC. This threesome plans to have a one-world government based on Chinese capitalism and the Chinese dream which is based on the Marxist ideology of equal and equitable shares for all, but has the few leaders who control it all. So, yes in my example America seems weak and our competition strong. But as Reagan said the rest of the world doesn't have the strength of our constitution nor our democracy, that will defeat any authoritarian movement in a world of peaceful coexistence. The American Enterprise Party offers a swing vote in all facets of governance to pull the extremes to the middle ground of bipartisan decision and rule-making. Jerry Rhodes, founder and CEO of the third party www.americanenterprisepoliticalparty.org. Leadership Matters, currently America is losing the showdown with China, Russia, North Korea and Iran, the rules, those with the gold, minerals, population, tyrannical leaders, supply lines, will rule. Who is leading using this criteria for a global threat of World War III? Is it Putin and Xi Jinping or Biden? With oligarchies and politburos in Iran, Venezuela, North Korea, Turkey, where 70% of the population is communist-controlled. Russia, on the offense based on this criterion in Ukraine, Mid-East, and Europe. Leader Valdemar Putin? China, on the offense using supply lines, low overhead, a growing GDP. Leader Xi Jinping, America, on the defense and losing its strength on all of the criteria with Biden, Harris, and a gridlock Congress leading from behind, how can we win if we have dissension in the ranks? Balance of power in the world, 1. Trade war, China winning, America losing, 2. Land war, Russia winning, America losing, 3. Political war, Russia and China on offense, 
America Defense Losing, 4, Ideology War, Russia and China on Offense, America Defense Losing, America's current leadership is playing defense, reactionary and indecisive. President Biden, VP Harris Secretaries Blinken, Austin, Congressional Pelosi, Schumer, Warren, Sanders, AOC The Squad All Progressives, with 27 governors controlling a defense-minded America. The Republican Minority Party with Congress led by McConnell and McCarthy, with 23 governors, are losing the balance of power of a binary two-party system in the race to the ballot box. America's strength is using a strong offense. 1. Trade. Shift supply lines now and build on our GDP, capital, stock market, work ethic, and patriotism. 2. Land mass. Utilize energy resources that support our economy and return to energy independence restoring natural resources. 3. Political. Using a third party to break gridlock for winning the trade and political war. 4. Ideology. Using humanism and peaceful coexistence as the game plan, American Enterprise Party objectives are offense-driven. We need to elect congressional leaders that have attributes that are offense not defense in objectives. Defense is focusing on the wrong game plan, loss of energy independence for a false positive as the Green New Deal, leading from behind on problems, designating them as issues, needing task forces while the competition takes away our strengths. For example, Ukraine and Russia the world's number one problem, Biden administration weak and indecisive, 1. Afghanistan being reactionary and indecisive destroyed our reputation in a highly competitive world, and emboldened Putin and Xi Jinping, 2. Ukraine reactionary and indecisive further destroys our leadership in world affairs, need to hold NATO, EU and UN accountable for peaceful coexistence. Activating membership to defend Ukraine and other European countries against tyranny, 3. Energy policy based on quack theories regarding climate and global warming, 4. Acquiescing to Russia and China aggression due to conflicts of interest in our leadership and dominance of big box and big media and politics, 5. If the swing vote by Senator Manchin is lost to the Democrats, a uni-party control device is the two-party system destroying America's ability to win the war on America's preeminence in trade, monetary policy and political ideology, American Enterprise Party the swing vote in Congress, 1 breaks ties and moves all legislation towards middle American majority, 2. Forces the extreme progressive influences to work on solving energy and supply lines, 3. Enables American ideology to be based on peaceful coexistence and humanism, 4. Be offense-minded in foreign affairs and fiscal accountability for spending and downsizing government and upsizing enterprise for winning the balance of power in the world. Solution. To losing America's preeminence in the world of trade, peace and prosperity. Enable a three-party system of political influence to break the gridlock of a uni-party Congress and legislative bodies throughout America. The American Enterprise Party based on Jerry Rhodes' trilogy is the platform and principles of free enterprise and enterprising Americans being represented in the voting booth, breaking ties and making the filibuster bipartisan. Volume 1, The Swing Vote to Reign in Big Brother and the Brotherhood represents reasons why this will move America away from extremes taking over the power wanting to control the media, presidency, Congress, business, social standards, and the flow of resources, monetary and natural, using unsupported science with no common-sense solutions. Volume 2, the American Enterprise Party Manifesto represents the platform and reasons for a reorganization of America's financial reporting using generally accepted accounting principles and the debt clock to hold leadership accountable for fiscal and physical well-being. 
Volume 3, American Work Ethic and Patriotism, How Do We Get It Back to the World War II Approach to Winning, Using a Learn to Earn and a Skill to Build Culture Where Enterprising Workers Get Their Equity and Prosperity from the Capitalists Sharing on That Basis. Who is winning the trade war? China, Japan, India, Philippines, South Korea, Mexico, Russia, Germany, Canada, EU, Brexit or OPEC? To answer this question is multi-tactical. First what are the standings on USA's imbalance of trade? The following are GDPs of those leading trade partners with a $1 trillion trade deficit for 2021, with America, China GDP $17 trillion, Japan $5 trillion, India $3 trillion, South Korea $1.7 trillion, Germany $3 trillion, Canada $1.8 trillion, Mexico $1 trillion, Russia $1.6 trillion, EU $16 trillion collective, OPEC $2 trillion collective, Spain GDP $1.4 trillion, totaling negative imbalance of trade of $1 trillion per annum from shifting supply lines to foreign manufacturers. The Asian consortium headed by China's control of costs and pricing of the supply lines. This enables China to dictate the cost, pricing and quality. This drives 15% of America's GDP down $3 trillion per year, since our inflation of market-ready products costs depend on China's prices and shipping costs. The competition by Russia, Saudi Arabia, Iran and Germany for the cost of energy supplies for driving the American grid, have limited USA's manufacturing and distribution services. This drives the cost of energy up with the negative impact on American GDP of $1 trillion per year. The American wealth and economic reset over the last 40 years, from manufacturing of, clothing, soft goods, pharmaceuticals, weapons, refining our own oil and gas and selling our agro-products, becoming the servicing distributors, wholesalers, retailers with humongous government overhead. From a government payroll of 22 million workers. A $1.9 trillion payroll including pensions is a 40% burden on American businesses' cost of goods sold. So, these trade agreements aren't saving USA money on labor costs as was the reason for shifting supply lines in the first place. First to Japan, then China, Vietnam, South Korea, Russia, Indonesia for supplies, etc. and OPEC. Russia and Iran for fossil fuel energy. These countries have received a shift of our wealth as well as they re-engineer our technology and sell it back to us with a markup and shipping costs. We lose profits and cash flow twice. As shown above, the wealth of USA has shifted to non-supply line businesses while supply lines were sent overseas because of the cost of government and labor. And the wealth of individuals has shifted to the new billionaires of media giants and service companies from the traditional American manufacturers and landowners. As depicted above, the analytics bear out this diabolical mistake. We only compete in the world market with gas-driven automobiles, while Tesla is a Green New Deal darling. The ruling class has become our wealthy politicians, peddling privilege, aka, Joe and Hunter Biden, and the brotherhood of big social media, big tech, big news media, big unions, big box, big pharma who elected Joe Biden to convert the country to woke progressive socialist ideas. In reality, consumerism that stocks our shelves is the true marketplace. American enterprise used to produce those consumer staple products and technology USA created that are now provided by foreign producers and manufacturers creating the biggest American trade deficit ever, for this there should be a market share charge, 
for the shelf display space to be paid, like Coca-Cola pays, for its shelf space in our big box stores and neighborhood grocery stores. I call this a market share fee for all foreign trade products sold in our country to reduce the current trade imbalance, and also reverse the shipping costs for foreign products being shipped to our shores and stores. Sidebar, between 2000 and 2014, USA lost over 31% of our manufacturing jobs, and created a built-in supply shortage, if China and other Asian manufacturers decide to control our economy. For example, China's GDP grew from $383 billion in 1991, to $14.7 trillion in 2020. Along with a $300 billion dollar shift of wealth to China and Asian countries, for technologies developed by America, and manufactured by our competitors. It was these past profits which created the capital for the retirement savings and 401.k plans of millions of Americans that currently invest in and finance Beijing's military modernization. Also, that capital supported the emerging Chinese businesses, enabling a massive Chinese military build-up and takeover of our supply lines. Resulting in $1.9 trillion shipping and distribution costs, fixed overhead, absorbed by American companies. America's financial position is obviously in jeopardy, due to the shift from being the manufacturing hegemon to distributor and consumer, which removes substantial cash flow from our coffers, and creates debt to our competitors and uncontrolled shipping costs for getting the goods to our retailers, with little or no accountability for quality standards and competitive pricing. This is the first place, we will have inflation from a worldwide recession. The US is at the mercy of the communist takeover of our economy. We become more like China, than China becomes like us. This is a non-shooting and non-nuclear cold trade war. Why did American enterprise shift the manufacturing supply lines to China and Euro-Asia countries in the first place, when it's counterproductive to our economy? Underlying this shift in policy, was America's high labor costs in the 60s and 70s. The cause was the powerful labor unions, organizing government employees, and demanding higher wages for the supply line workers, plus better pensions and more paid time off for personal reasons. Basically, a socialist move to equalize the profits the manufacturers, were supposedly making, and not sharing with its employees. Plus, the stock market demands on the manufacturers, for better price-to-earnings ratios. The shift started with manufacturing, non-technological products, such as clothing, food supplies and toys. Then it became patented technological products of computer chips, TVs, computers, cell phones, solar panels, automobiles, weapons, pharmaceuticals, then steel, aluminum and fabrics. Now, everything imaginable. This supply line insanity is being mismanaged by incompetent a Biden administration that is accused of peddling influence to other countries by the likes of Hunter Biden. Isn't that the worst of insider trading and unbusiness-like behavior by our leadership? This allowed China and others to reverse-engineer our trade secrets and improve them. Then sell them back to our consumers, at lower prices, competing with our domestic suppliers, thus stealing from our wholesalers and retailers. Plus, the foreign suppliers didn't ship FOB. Destination, nor did they unload the goods, nor transport the goods to the resellers, nor did they rent space at the ports for backed-up supply lines, even during the pandemic. Thus, inflating our consumers' cost of goods and services. Great, effectively USA manufacturers reduce their labor costs by paying China, 
etc. weigh more in increased burden for cost goods sold, than displayed them free on our retailer's shelves at higher prices. A fool's trade, is a fool made. In fact, they had their own humongous, 23,000 Teos container cargo ships, charging $3,000 shipping per container, that was increased to $30,000 per container during the pandemic. All those masks, PPE, and prescription drugs to treat the virus, were on these container ships. On top of that, China was making the containers and cargo ships to keep up with the demand. Now having 4,500 ships servicing the world market. President Trump and a Republican Congress were making policies to reverse this horrendous mistake. Renegotiating the Obama administration's Pacific Rim Trans-Pacific Partnership, TTP, agreements. Without a replacement 11 of the 12 countries proceeded to form their own alliance with China, leaving America out, until changes could be negotiated by the Trump administration. With new President Biden's administration's appeasement policies, it's likely to lock USA into an unprofitable position as has TTP. It was designed to bring manufacturing back to the US and lower the $1 trillion cost to our economy each year, due to the imbalance of trade, USA consumers buy $1 trillion more from its competitors than our wholesalers and retailers sell to foreign consumers. Primarily, China, Japan, India, Mexico, Russia, South Korea, and Canada. President Trump had negotiated a new U.S. MACA trade agreement with Canada and Mexico, effective July 1, 2020 to replace the 25-year-old trillion-dollar loss leader, President Clinton's NAFTA agreement. Well, that is the devil in the deep blue sea, drowning us in more debt and deficit spending. Just waiting for America to default on its interest payments so they can call for collateral for the taking. I.e., gold, silver, uranium, cobalt, rare earth, plutonium, diamonds or our natural resources, water, grain, food products, and immigrant labor. The cost of borrowing also will be an increase in the mounting inflation, for the American dream when servicing the imbalance of trade debt to China, Japan, Mexico, South Korea, Canada, India, etc. This affects the American stock market shifting from a bull market to a bear market, while the Federal Reserve increases the discount rates to its banks to fight off inflation. Certainly, this will sink the cargo ships faster. The only fix, is a business acumen administration that understands it's a worldwide trade war and changes its foreign policies and supply lines for managing the American enterprise economy. Before it's too late, the Republicans are counting on being the uni party in the 2022 midterms and 2024 presidency and the controlling party in the future. In the process, Congress needs to reduce the Socialist Union's power and the Public Education Union's woke policies by electing American Enterprise Party swing vote candidates at all levels of government. Who, by background and philosophy treat the USA as a giant enterprise combining American capitalism and American socialism, as Americanism politics, and humanism as its ideology for peaceful coexistence in national and foreign policy? CCP Incorporated, using the Chinese Communist Party's wolf warrior policies, is winning the USA's globalization trade war, with a low overhead efficient autocracy. CCP Incorporated is the largest enterprise in the world. It has 98 subservient companies with 12 on the Fortune 500 list. It has 745 million proletariat workers, with no say. It has a Politburo board of directors, with one autocrat president. It has no unions, no articles of incorporation. It has no bylaws, 
or rule of law for accountability. It has no restraint of trade limitations, or antitrust law. It has no HR Human Relations Department. Its only investor is a Communist Party Politburo. It has only one stockholder with total veto power. It has no labor contract with its employees. It has no complaint department. It has no work ethics standards. It doesn't need efficiency experts. It has no required quality control. Each of its employees are earning the same salaries and minimum benefits. CCP Incorporated's research and development is hacking and stealing secrets of others for its technology. Being atheist nor ethical, it embeds its citizens in its competitors' universities and communities, for stealing ideas and technical applications. It has no 50 Republic of United States constitutional democracy to control or satisfy. CCP Incorporated also has investors from its competitors, American Union pension funds, foundations and Group 401k mutual funds are investing in stocks and bonds of CCP subsidiary companies, in a single economy. Unwittingly, American investors are investing in a communist regime to the tune of $400 billion per year, one-third is from the USA government treasuries, that will grow to $1 trillion in market value by the end of 2021. This creates a dichotomy, with current international politics as the USA enforces sanctions and tariffs on CCP Incorporated, and our anomalies when it comes to winning the globalization Cold War. On the other hand, the reverse of CCP investing in USA companies is closely controlled by the CCP, a monopsony and a monopoly, a one-buyer and seller market that controls all trade agreements, and enforcement of competitive influences. CCP Incorporated converts low-quality, with little to no overhead, for profits from its subsidiary companies. Also, no strikes, no work stoppages, media attacks, no protests other than religious groups, compared to 40% government fixed overhead to run USA enterprises. CCP Incorporated taxes small to large companies 2.5 to 15%. Individuals 3% to 45%, on worldwide income. Therefore, CCP Incorporated is low overhead and high return on investment. On the other hand, 59% of the CCP workers are over 50 years old with a mandated social security program. 90 million drop out of the workforce per year. Of the 745 million workers 10% are over 70 with a 54 average retirement age. CCP Incorporated trails the USA in GDP, with $14 trillion versus the USA of $21 trillion. Japan is third with $5 trillion, Germany fourth with $4 trillion, India fifth with $3 trillion. From these recent analytical figures, the USA is leading in GDP, from a workforce of 170 to 200 million enterprising Americans, with the highest government overhead costs and lowest return on investment compared to China, that is catching up by controlling the supply lines with low labor costs and high technological theft. The imbalance of trade is with China is approaching $900 billion per year. Even more with the China virus pandemic with China providing PPE and pharmaceuticals to battle the $1.9 trillion stimulus cost of closing down the USA economy. CCP Incorporated has a more efficient labor force, without interference of human rights, unions and strikes. An autocracy that's destined to be destroyed by corruption and revolts. In the background are the 350 million believers in Falun Gong, who have opted out of the CCP, and support human rights, and free market capitalism. Thus CCP Incorporated, 
envisions China capitalism and the China dream to be the new world order for bringing all socialist and communist countries together to compete with American capitalism and American socialism, monetary capital and human capital, practicing peaceful coexistence with humanism as its constitutional foundation. The next 20 years will decide if the USA will lead the world out of a trade war and poverty by taking back the supply line imbalance of trade, establishing profitable American enterprise who practicing humanism and peaceful coexistence as the United Nations standard. This is the focus that the American Enterprise Party swing vote and its version of Americanism brings to the partisan two-party, red and blue, gridlock. A pathway of equity for both the haves and the have-nots, using a bipartisan swing vote in the houses of Congress, and the republic for which it stands, under God, and the Constitution of the United States of America.